Hey, welcome in to the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast, the only podcast on your podcast catcher. And uh, I am here. I'm Jordan. I'm here with my brother, Josh. Hey, what's we're, up, everybody? Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we're running the show tonight. We're uh, late with this episode. Unfortunately, we tried to we tried to push it back so that we could have all three of us on. And then uh, we were going to record when Brandon got done with bowling. And then Brandon's bowling lane broke down in his in their second game of three games uh, for their league. And so, so now he's trapped there. Um. So he's trapped in the bowling alley. <laughs> he can't leave. He's held hostage like it's a big deal. You know, um, <laughs> he's got to stay until he finishes three games of bowling. So they had to wait for another lane. <laughs> it was going to be a long time before Brandon could get in with us. And we did want to try and get this out like before waivers run and hopefully let mm-hmm. you know give some people some uh some waiver options so hashtag free brandon. yeah yeah ha- tweet at us hashtag free brandon uh trapped at the bowling alley it's unfortunate <laughs> it's an ongoing situation we will update you if we get news there's, um, there's nearly minute to minute news right now yeah yeah his first round he his first game he he almost bowled a 300 so so two, big, two big news coming out of the bowling alley right now. Yeah, yeah, big news from the bowling alley. So, uh, yeah, we we've also got some some big news in football, and uh, it's unfortunate. So, uh, we're we'll we'll cover that. Let's let's get into the daily roundabout. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. We, uh, we need to hit the want want button to start this news, though. Okay, you know what? You're totally right. Unfortunately, Kyler Murray is going to be out for the season with a torn ACL. Um, he went down on the third play of the game. It was a non-contact injury, and you pretty much knew right away that it was going to be a torn ACL. And it's uh, it's a brutal loss. Like I I have Kyler as my starting QB in two leagues where I'm going into the playoffs or just started the playoffs. He gave me point seven five in my first playoff game and in my in our dynasty league uh, where I'm entering as the three seed. Uh, he's uh, you know I, my backup is Goff. I'm pretty much gonna have to play him the rest of the way. So yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty it much is, in a in a win and in situation with Kyler to go. Um, and I did not get in. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it sucks. We it, feel it, your pain guys. It really sucks. It sucks for Kyler. It sucks for the Cardinals. It sucks for fantasy owners. It sucks for like, I mean, people that own Hopkins and, and Connor and everybody. It's, it's just a bummer. Cause it's, like those guys are gonna be fine still. They're gonna see volume still, and Colt McCoy is a, a serviceable backup, but it definitely caps their ceilings a little bit. So it, it just sucks. Uh, injuries are the worst part of football, and but everybody deals with them in fantasy, and that's just part of it. And you roll on, and uh, for sure. And we, you know, ho- hopefully Colt McCoy does a good enough job, and DeAndre Hopkins and the, that offense are still serviceable for your fantasy teams through the playoffs. Yeah. I'm you know? still going to be starting Connor and Hopkins. Same. I think they're still fine. 
Um, yep. I'd be a little more hesitant with like other guys like Rondale Moore and uh, Hollywood yeah, Brown. Yeah, trying to get cute with like a Trey McBride or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't go there. But those two main guys, I would still stick with. Those guys are studs. So, um, in other unfortunate news, Debo Samuel will be out for three weeks. This is this is kind of a silver lining though, because man, that injury looked terrible. Yeah. It was really brutal to watch, and it looked like it could have been a catastrophic injury. And so a, a three-week timeline is pretty good news for Debo owners who watched that go down. I had a quick question for you about this. Um, is this gonna? Is this just a little bit of offensive clarification during this time where uh, it's consolidated to CMC and Brandon Ayuk, or do you think more, you know, options get used is this a boost for george kittle in those remaining weeks yeah i was just gonna say don't forget kittle because i think uh i think it does boost all three of those guys and i think having those three options who have all been just absolutely phenomenal um you know not only throughout their careers but also like at certain times this season i think Mm -hmm. it's gonna be just fine purdy showed that he can get it done on the nfl field so i don't think it's gonna be near what it was with jimmy g uh, but I think, you know, with with those weapons still out there, you're going to be able to start your Niners and be OK. Yeah, I think you're right. And this defense is going to keep them in every game. Exactly. They're going to have short fields and good situations that Purdy's in. So, um, you know, we saw like this game. I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit, but he he only threw like a uh, hundred and something yards, but he ran in a touchdown from close and he threw two touchdowns. And, you know, last week when he came in for Jimmy G, he threw 210 yards. He threw two touchdowns like they're not stellar performances. They don't give you a ton of fantasy points. And I wouldn't be like super excited to start him as my QB one. Um, But he's going to at least support, you know, the the other relevant fantasy options there. So I think it's, It's it's pretty good. Debo was having a good game before this injury too. Yeah, you got a touchdown already. Like he didn't kill you this week. So no, not at all. Um, Ramondre Stevenson was also injured. He had an ankle injury, left pretty early in the Monday night game. So that sucked uh, for Ramondre owners who certainly were starting him, and he didn't get much done before that ankle injury. So well, this we'll sucks talk for about Pats fans, man. They can't oh, yeah. keep a, their backfield healthy, and they're too, you know. Their two main guys, Damian Harris and Rondre Stevenson, are both awesome. And if they could just be on the field, they'd probably be winning games. Yeah, and, yeah. They can run really well with those two guys getting it going. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, they, they got it going on the run game elsewhere. And we'll we'll talk about those guys' as potential waiver wire options if Rondre is going to miss some time. So, uh, something to monitor because I don't think we've heard a timeline on Ramondre. So we will Last have. Last I heard is there's a possibility he plays on Sunday, but that's... okay, we'll we'll continue to update tomorrow's show and Friday's show. Yeah. So, um, Cowboys signed a veteran wide receiver. Everybody was talking about it. It was a really big deal. It was Odell Beckham. Oh wait, no, what? it was T. Y. Hilton. There you go. Fake out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this. Uh, oh wait, that's not that's not the one I wanted. I was gonna go with this. There we go. <laughs> because I don't think this is really anything. Um, yeah, me either. I it sounds T-Y. like OBJ probably wasn't gonna be ready going into the playoffs, and so they, you know, went ahead and signed another veteran wide receiver because they wanted one anyways. 
Um, I don't know yeah. why you go with T.Y. Hilton. I, I, I guess it's fine, like, but I think he's toast. So I don't. Me too. It, you know, a good for him. Like maybe, maybe he'll. I was gonna say win a Super Bowl, but I don't think that's gonna happen either. So, you know, it is what it is. It's one of those things in the in the NFL. These guys continue to get a shot because they've performed in the past, and he's still around and wanted to play some football. So, you know, we'll see what happens. He hasn't played all year, and maybe he's in really good shape after taking some time off. You know, some of these guys after being banged up forever like need a little rest. So, he could have a little spring in his step for a game or two. That's yeah. That's kind of the. Uh, best case scenario that I see is like he has one or two games of relevance and then it's yeah done. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore day to day with a knee strain. We'll, we'll also continue to monitor that situation. So uh, we'll keep you updated, but um, he didn't perform a whole lot in this week. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get into some best coast, big and bad. <laughs> 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 Jordan in charge. See what happens. <laughs> it's chaos. Uh, all right. Uh, big QBs. Trevor Lawrence. Holy cow. 368 and three. Added a rushing touchdown as well. Huge game on. for him. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, he was sitting on my bench where I started Kyler. So that, oh that would have really, really helped me this week. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that hurts. Um, uh, speaking of hurts, Jalen hurts 217 and 277 and a rushing touchdown as well. So, a uh, really big game for hurts. He's continued to just dominate through the air and on the ground. Uh, just an incredible weapon for fantasy, especially like, uh, but I mean, he's been dominant for his team as well. You know, they're the Eagles are still killing it. Um, probably a favorite to win the Super Bowl, I would say now. Um, you know, they, they started off with a pretty soft schedule, so there were still some doubters for a while, but the, they've run into some good teams recently and uh, pulled out some wins. So uh, they I think they've, you know, shown shown that they can overcome some adversity at this point and that they're they're still for real. I don't um, think anybody has a solid plan to stop Jalen Hurts. No, and especially with the weapons around him, with several mm-hmm. running backs to get it done, led by Sanders, who's looked really good this year, like probably his best season. Yeah, uh, Miles, don't draft me Sanders. Yeah, yeah, Miles, don't fantasy. draft me Sanders is a has been a monster for fantasy. Um, and then uh, you know AJ Brown obviously is just right. just a, a great and weapon. Devonta Smith, Devonta Smith has been great too. If they can get Goddard back. That that would like in time for the playoffs. I don't like. I don't know. We'll have to look for an update on Goddard because they they could use him back. I think that would really help them going in the playoffs. But um, shout out Gallagher. Uh, just you know, while we're talking all this Eagles talk, <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson was QB three. How this happened, I don't really understand. Uh, Two forty seven and three touchdowns, fifty seven rushing yards as well. Um, Wild, really wild. Uh, QB four, Jared Goff, three thirty and three. QB five was Kirk Cousins, four twenty five and two. Uh, that was a, a fun little duel there. Both those guys had big games. Uh, Mahomes, Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, Daniel Jones. That was your your top ten for you there. So, uh, any other big notes on that, or you want to talk some running backs? 
Um, actually, before we head into that, I I looked up Dallas Goddard's injury. He's uh, eligible to return this week. Awesome. So him and cool. him and Darren Waller could both make their return. I'm glad I brought that up. Uh, I will just uh, you know add Goddard to the waiver wires just in case he's out there. You know, if you oh yeah, worth looking at. Yeah, definitely take a look for him because that's somebody that's that's probably the top guy that I'd want to add at the tight end position if you were out there. He's probably not available in a ton of leagues, but if you don't have IR spots, take a look. All right, um, let's have some running backs. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon, RB1. Dude, six on a week for, RB week, to be Six fair. for 22. Yeah, a little bit, but... Um, but I mean, there's some of these, these top five or actually top six guys had really had pretty big weeks. Um, but Jarek McKinnon was six for 22 on the ground, but seven for 112 and two receiving touchdowns. So just, you know, a monster game through the air, getting it done for Pat Mahomes there and those chiefs. Uh, and they needed another, you know, they needed some receiving options in this game. And he, he was that, you know, one of three one of really just two to get it done him and Juju Kelsey kind of had a down game, but Juju had a nice game and, uh, and McKinnon had a really good game. So yeah, Juju's um, game looked hard fought too. None of that yardage came easily. So no, for sure. It was, I mean, they, they had to battle in this one. It was a good game. Um, CMC was your RB two, one nineteen and one on the ground, two for 34 and a receiving touchdown as well through the air. So, uh, really nice game for CMC. I think he's going to just continue to soak up a lot of volume. And as Purdy gets used to things in this offense, I think you'll see more than just two receptions in the next few games. Yep. Uh, you know, they, they want to utilize, they, they didn't really need to in this game. Like they dominated. So it was kind of like hand the ball off, hand the ball off, run the clock, uh, continue Jordan to just Mason was getting score, work in this game. score huge touchdowns. Like, yeah, it was, they, they got everybody in there. They didn't need CMC at all in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, uh, he, he's going to keep having some, some good games. Miles Sanders, one fourteen and two. Uh, we talked about him. He's been getting it done. Uh, really nice. You know, his, his floor is pretty safe because he's seeing enough volume and whenever they're in a competitive game, it seems like he gets a couple check downs. Whereas in a game like this, uh, he doesn't really see much through the, through the air, but you know, one fourteen on but the ground is nice. It's gets hundred yards. Team. Yeah. He's, he's, he um, gets, he gets goal rock. line carries when it's not hurts, you know? Right. And they and yeah, run a lot in down. It seemed like goal. last year things moved towards Kenneth Gainwell being more involved in the red zone, and it's just not that way anymore. He has about as much usage as like Boston Scott. So yeah, yeah, very limited. It's it's been a lot of Miles Sanders, and he's done well with it. Um, Austin Eckler, forty-five and one on the ground, eight for fifty-nine. Oh, 45 and a touchdown on the ground. Had uh, eight for fifty-nine through the air. So a, a nice game from Austin Eckler, James Connor. Uh, this is why we did. A, I kind of did a top six because James Connor hopped in there on Monday night with 85 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown, caught six passes for 29 yards, uh, finished his RB five in most formats, maybe RB, uh, maybe four in some, uh, or yeah. And then, uh, Tony Pollard, uh, also had a nice game. He was your RB six, 42 and one on the ground, four for 20 and a receiving touchdown. So uh, Jacobs, Dobbins, Hubbard, Derek Henry, Zeke, Zonovan Knight, and Marlon Mack round out a, a top 13 that all had pretty good games. Yeah. Um, any any 
anything big of note here. I think the the Chuba Hubbard one is interesting um, because, you know, I think a lot of people were probably playing Deonta Foreman and looking his way, and he got a lot of volume but just didn't get the touchdown in this game. So Yeah, that was um, what I noticed too. It, it, it seemed like every time I flipped over to that game, he was the one carrying the ball. So Yeah, yeah, he, he seemed to have just a, an absolute ton of work. Uh, there, the three Panthers running backs that they use combined for 39 carries for 180 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. The touchdowns yeah. just didn't go Foreman's way. So, 21 carries for Foreman. So it's not like you want to not play a guy who has 20 opportunities, you know? No, for sure. And Hubbard had some, uh, you know, some good yardage on some checkdowns and got the touchdown. And that was kind of the difference maker. Um, uh, you know, and then I think you know marlon mack being rb13 we'll we'll, like that's an interesting one but i think you know he got it mostly done on one long play uh on a reception that he had got the touchdown um i don't think he's probably i think he's kind of you know not somebody i'd really want to want to look at as far as waiver wire goes i don't think he's going to be repeating this soon um especially with that offense but uh you know, yeah, this is the best the Broncos have played all year. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and Russ is banged up, so you know it's it's worrisome. Uh, Zonovan Knight, though, his nice game. I think some. I think that's going to continue. He's seeing volume. They seem to like him there. He earned a role. They talked about him earning a role um, on that on that squad, and so uh, I think that's just going to continue. That they're going to give him, you know, uh, 10, 12, 14 looks every single game. And uh, and try and get him going. Yep, they totally relegated Ty Johnson to the bench. So, yeah, yeah, it's him, and then a little bit of Michael Carter, but he's really dominated touches. Um, all right, big wide receivers: Jerry Judy, eight for seventy-three, and all three touchdowns that Russell Wilson threw. Could have spread that out. Is that just all, a little all, bit? Is that all three <laughs> threw on the year? Or? No, yes. no, I'm sorry. That's just this game. Sorry, just this game. But it's not much more. Uh, that uh, is his first three touchdown game of the year, though, Russell Wilson. So. Yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Justin Jefferson is your wide receiver to 11 for 223. Oh, my goodness. How how was he wide open several times this game? He's wide open every play. I swear, he's, like there's unless he's playing one of the very top corners in the league, like the top maybe five guys. If he's not playing against one of those guys, he is wide open. And that's even like if he's playing the second best guy on any of their teams, he's wide open. Like they yeah. have to be on him or he is just, you know, streaking he's down the apes. seam with nobody anywhere near him. Right. And or he just finds this soft the spot in the zone where it's just like, wh- how is how are there 10 yards between you and that next defender? It doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And and even if you manage to cover him, he still might make the catch. Like we've seen some of these incredible sideline catches and stuff where he's got a guy like hanging on to him. He just goes up and gets it anyways. He's so good. I love. I'll tell you what, if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson 15 times a game. So. There's this is why this is why even though my team is really bad in our two QB league, I went and traded a ton and got Justin Jefferson on my team because 
it's somebody so fun to root for. I don't own him anywhere else because it just, you know, it didn't like I traded him on the other dynasty team for an absolute haul. And uh, I wasn't able to get him in league of record this year because he's a keeper. Uh, so, you know, it's, I, I wanted him to be on at least one of my teams. I love watching him play football. I love the gritty and, uh, Right, you know, right. I, I, I'm just I, I'm about it. So it reminds me of when you know someone with like a tricked out car, and then you go to their house, and it's a total dump. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's so... Justin Jefferson on that team for sure. Yep. <laughs> um, but you know, like I got I got Justin Jefferson on that team. Right. So not all hope is lost, man. That guy's incredible. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, and fantasy football is supposed to be fun. So I'm winning in the, like I'm in the playoffs in the other two leagues and that league. I have Justin Jefferson. That's fun. Well, <laughs> speaking of incredibly fun to watch fantasy players, Jamar yeah. Chase. Yeah, oh, man. I feel like those guys know each other. <laughs> <laughs> 10 for 119 and one. He is also, yes, just incredible and also doing the gritty. Great stuff. Yep. <laughs> um, the Bengals are rolling right now. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're they're looking good. So um, that's your wide receiver three. Then we got Tyreek Hill. Uh, Dolphins kind of sputtered in this game, but Tyreek Hill did not. Four for 81 and one. And he, unwavering. Up, he, he picked up a fumble that, somehow just like popped out of the pile. It looked like somebody tapped it, um, but they tapped it backwards. So even if they did tap it intentionally, it was totally legal. But man, he grabbed it and was totally gone. Everybody else happened. It was so quick. End up in the fastest player's hands. He's he's standing outside the pile. And then all of a sudden, everybody else is standing at the pile. And Tyreek Hill is in the end zone with the football incredible he is so fast nobody had any chance at catching him it was, well, it was it's not one just of the wildest that, plays ever it's that play doesn't happen if he's not also someone who takes his job seriously and is very alert all the time yes, you know yes he was focused on the play looking for the ball it wound up popping out of there and that's he, he that's your coach's favorite play because he's telling yes. you don't give up on the play don't play, don't give up to the whistle you know you never give up on the play. Yeah, and that, that is a prime example of it right there. It's phenomenal. And it's a it's also a tragedy that those yards count in the other category. So they're yes. not receiving yards. They're not yes. rushing yards. But the in a, in most formats the touchdown did count. So you got yes. the 6 points for that. So um all right, wide receiver five. Mike Williams had a really nice game in his return, six for one sixteen and a touchdown. Uh, it really helped Herbert to have him and Keenan Allen on the field. Mm-hmm. So that they was, looked like a different team. Yeah, their offense looked like a good offense, like it did last year. You know, uh, it they were moving the ball. Everybody was involved. It was it was a very good game for them. So uh, DJ Chark. Wide receiver six, Juju, Marquise Goodwin, Zay Jones, Chris Moore, Adam Thielen, and Richie James round out your top 12 at wide receiver. Uh, Zay you know, Jones and Richie James round out the guys that were on my bench and had great games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel yeah. I, I was Zay Jones owner, but I did. I think I did start him in, in the league where I own him, but uh you know, DJ Chark and Zay Jones are both guys who in shallower leagues are definitely like Zay Jones might still be out there in shallow, more shallow leagues. 
Uh, DJ Chark's out there in a lot of leagues. I think he only, he's only owned in like 22% of uh, ESPN leagues. So yeah. that's somebody to look for coming back for it for an offense that's really getting rolling in the on the Detroit Lions. And we'll talk about him on the waivers, but uh, I like DJ Chark. Um, Thielen had a nice game. I didn't really see that coming, but it worked out that way. And he looked good, looked really good in this game. He's just always been good in the red zone. It's never going to change. Yep. Uh, all right. Big tight ends, man. Evan Ingram, 11 for 162 and two touchdowns. Uh, you know, part of Trevor Lawrence just absolutely going off a big part of it. Um, so that was, that was crazy. I don't think we're going to see another game like that from him. He has some really tough matchups coming up. Uh, but you know, he is a potential pickup at tight end because at least he's involved. He's going to see some volume. I wouldn't expect more explosions like this, but um, you know, if you're looking for a volume play, he might be out there. Um, right, like Trevor Lawrence isn't going to go nuclear every week like this. So that's the, the you know, that's the ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I think it's Chigazim Okonkwo, uh, six for 45 and a touchdown. Do you think Okonkwo is maybe somebody who's uh, a viable pickup? Do you think he's going to have any kind of volume like this? Uh, let me just say, I hope so. Um, I, I don't know that he's somebody that I would go ahead and pick up and start over, you know, God, there's bad options out there, but like <laughs> him and so him, bad. For instance, I don't know who's going to have a better week next week. Like, yeah, I, I will say, you know, his, his targets were pretty low starting out this season, but the last three weeks he he's gone up from having two, two or three targets as a ceiling to uh week 12, five week, 13, five week, 14, six targets. So they, they seem to be using him a little more. The Titans have kind of been looking for somebody. And when they, you know, without, uh, um, without Traylon Burks right now, I think they really need help on that offense. So I think I would probably, I'd, re- I think I'd rather play Oconquo over Ingram the next couple weeks where they have such tough matchups for, for the Jaguars. Right. That is, yeah, that's an issue. Uh, David Njoku caught a touchdown seven for 59, uh, a pretty nice game. He looks good. Uh, looks he like he's going to get some targets. So yeah, I, think I this like him. Um, it's going to continue and he'll probably, you know, finish as a tight end one on the season and be, be good through your playoffs. So, yeah, he was good with Brissette early on. Uh, he got a little banged up there the last couple of weeks, but you know, coming back and looking like he's starting to get some chemistry with Watson. So I like Njoku the rest of the way. Um, Dawson Knox four for 41 and a touchdown, uh, you know, pretty good involvement, but, uh, I, it's tough to trust any secondary options for the bills. They seem to kind of pick a different guy to match with digs every week. Touchdown dependent. Man. It is. Uh, Dalton Schultz, not touchdown dependent six for 81. He continues to see the volume and he's a good play every week. Uh, you can say the same about the next guy, Friar Muth. We don't have a stat up here, but it's every week in week out. He's getting the work to be valuable and agreed spot yeah. on your team. Yeah, both those guys are better than anything you're finding on the waiver wire for oh, sure. Yeah. Same with Njoku. Um, so I'd rather play any of those guys over Evan Ingram if I had to like start them for the rest of the playoffs, you know? Um, all right. Hooper, uh, after Fryermouth, Hooper, Kelsey, Hawkins, and Noah Gray. That was your top 10. 
they were all okay past that pretty much trash tight ends are terrible um all right big defenses chiefs bills jaguars 49ers ravens eagles and lions all had good games. There weren't any defenses that absolutely exploded this week. Um, it felt like the Niners did, but it didn't like pan out that way in fantasy points. Yeah. Just watching that game, though, that defense is phenomenal. Yes, they're very, very good. Um, and I think the Patriots had a pretty good night last night as well. Uh, I didn't... It, I didn't, you know, I didn't change everything in the show doc to include the Monday night game, but I made sure to go add some of the important stuff. But I, I think, uh, think they would have made this list as well. So just to, to note that, and the Patriots D has looked really good for several weeks now. So um, they're going to be tough. They're going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, um, I guess, wow, they did have a twenty-one point performance in our league. Wolf. Okay, so they they might have been the number one defense in some leagues. Uh, depends how your defense is scored. Like my defenses are different in both our leagues almost every single week. Like, you know, pretty close, but a little bit different. So, um, all right, let's get into some some uh, some bad QBs. Um, the, there it is. We had. Uh, we had a couple who left with injury, Kyler and Kenny Pickett. They don't really count as bad. Um, but Derek Carr, man, 137 through no touchdowns, through two interceptions. It was bad. Um, Tyler Huntley, 88 passing yards, only 31 rushing yards. So he didn't make it up on the ground either. It was not, not good. Um, Davis Mills, we saw him for part of the game. Mike White, he got banged up a little bit. Sam Darnold, Tom Brady, and Tua Tungavailoa. None of these guys really showed up for your team this week. So, um, you know, it was rough sledding for Miami. The Chargers just got it done. We'll uh, talk about that a little in the game review. But I got um, one thing to say about this, and it's Tom Brady is allowed to have like one nice looking drive a game this year. (laughs) yeah yeah for reals i don't i don't understand he needs the defense to like really make sure that the other team doesn't put up a lot of points because yeah yeah he's not out there getting it done every week and you know the way he missed mike evans on three different throws just killed me man yeah yeah, and you know it, the criticism is always going to fall on the quarterback. It's certainly not all Tom Brady's fault. Their defense hasn't performed the way it has the past couple years or anything like that. So, but um, but yeah, it it sucks for the weapons there because like Godwin and Evans are not getting it done for your team right now. Like Godwin's been a little better than Evans, but um, they're both going to make an appearance in the bad wide receivers this week. So, um. But uh, all right, at bad running backs, uh, Michael Carter, um, you know, he's still involved. He played 50% of the snaps. He had eight touches, but he's been RB49 or RB50 in three straight weeks. God, that kills you. Yeah, so I know probably a lot of people aren't starting him, but do you drop him? Uh, No, because they're so, so thin. If one more injury happens, he's you know very involved on a pretty good team um yeah if Zonovan Knight were to go down I would expect to see a lot of Michael Carter exactly and you know there's not better options on the waiver wire unfortunately that's pretty much true 
pretty much true for every league. I, would I say. was thinking about this today of just the, you know, don't be so hasty to drop guys if there's nobody out there just because, you know, all, all of a sudden we're seeing Damian Pierce could miss time and maybe Rex Burkhead is, is valuable for a couple games. And it's like, well, he was droppable, but all of a sudden he might be someone that you can play in a pinch. So, yeah, yeah, only uh, everybody's it's it's always depending on what, you know, when you're talking about whether or not a guy's droppable, it's like who's so, out there. Yeah, I think I think Michael Carter is one of those, you know, he he should be rostered. If he's the last guy on your bench and you're looking at um like Pierre Stronger Kevin Harris for New England, would you drop him to pick up I think I, th- I don't think I would. I don't really know how those guys are going to be used. So I don't yeah, think I would. Damian Harris is questionable. He could play. Ramondre Stevenson could play for that matter. Yeah. So. All right. Um, Jeff Wilson was injured. Um, James Cook, 41% of snaps. He had five touches. Is he a drop? Oh, God. I. I thought he was I, finally getting more involved. Me too. After last week, and, but it, uh, it doesn't seem like they care at all that he's on their team. <laughs> well, they certainly don't care about our fantasy teams. Buffalo's no. made that abundantly clear. It's like That's true. Yeah, if you own Diggs, you're going to get it done. But outside of that, or, J- or Josh Allen, obviously. But outside of that, it's like yeah, it's going to be random. Um, it just seems like they they could use this, you know, explosive running back with good hands and. They just don't. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't I don't either. Um, all right. Well, maybe they will in the future. Uh Travis Etienne, 17 for 32, had zero targets in a game where Trevor Lawrence went absolutely right. ham. ETN Yeah, they was, had no shortage of offense. No. Oh, and ETN was just I mean, he was involved, 17 carries, but uh not getting it done on the ground. So um, and you need those targets to make sure that he has a good floor. So that's kind of interesting. Wouldn't expect that to continue. Uh, you know, just the chemistry those two guys have. I would just think that they're gonna find ways to get him more involved in the passing game. So probably yeah, kind of a one-off. Um, Jamal Williams, Travis Homer, uh, Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette. And Rashad White, uh, Cam Akers, Deontay Foreman, all these guys really hurt you this week. Um, this so is a list a- of guys who have had like great weeks in the past two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Saquon, Saquon and Chubb specifically may have like led your team to the playoffs right. and, uh, you know, or led you to oh, maybe I'm going to make the playoffs and then completely let you down this week trying right. to get in on your last week. It, it happens to everybody. I mean, Derrick Henry was in the bad RBs list last week, and this week yep. he was one of the top guys. So, Yep. So, that's the way she goes. Um, all right. Bad wide receivers. T. Higgins had a donut. I think he only played one snap in this game. He's yeah, he came up. in like on a third down, and that was... Yeah, that's a bummer. I wish I would have known that he was that hurt before I played him in both the leagues I played Kyler in. It was really, really brutal. 
Um, DJ Moore played 96% of snaps. He had three targets. He had zero catches. He didn't quite donut you because he got two. I think he had two carries for a couple yards. Uh, but yeah, that was that was rough. He was not good. And now he is day to day with that knee injury. So um, that was bad. Waddle two for four for 31 yards. He's a little banged up. Uh, I think they'll probably get him more involved next week as long as he yeah, doesn't have Miami's any setbacks. offense just didn't look like they had yeah. anything going. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, Gabe Davis, uh, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Darius Slayton, Stephon Diggs. Surprisingly, I just talked about mm-hmm. how he's always good, but he had a down game. CeeDee Lamb uh, was pretty much uninvolved, like didn't didn't see a lot this last game. Mike Evans, Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk, Matt yeah. Collins, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage. He caught a touchdown. It was basically the only thing he did. Devontae Adams that, had a bad that game. That touchdown like, was, wasn't even aimed at. It wasn't Gage. for him. No, it was for it was for Godwin, and it bounced off Godwin and a defender and right into Gage's hands. He made a great catch. Like he did. Not to take anything away from him, but outside of that, I think he had one other catch, and he I think his yardage was less than twenty. So. Um, and bad tight ends have mentioned it a thousand times. They're all bad, except for the ones that weren't bad this week. Um, <laughs> that's, that's going to do it for our best coast, big and bad. Uh, let's do some game reviews, uh, for week 14. We had, uh, by weeks. We had quite a few, the Falcons, the bears, the Packers, Colts, saints, and commanders. So a lot of that guys missing last week of bye weeks. That this is the last week of bye weeks. That is correct. Everybody will play the rest of the season. Woohoo! So yeah, yeah, exciting, exciting. So I'm pumped. It's playoffs. Um, here we go. You know, get out there and win your championships. Um, all right, we're gonna try and fly through some game reviews and get to some waiver wires. Uh, Jets uh, lose to the Bills 20 to 12. Josh Allen and the defense made the plays to win this game. That was flat out what happened. It was a, a pretty good game of like, you know, not a total blowout. Uh, the Jets tried to hang in there, but uh, the Bills just got it done. So, yeah, uh, Josh, it's also Allen a, made, it was ahead. a tale of injuries for the Jets, too. Um, yeah, Mike White got hurt and Joe Flacco got hurt at one point, too, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Flacco was in for a while. White was in and out uh, a couple times. So, um, but yeah, Allen made some incredible plays to grab some first downs. The one to get in the end zone. So, um, yeah, uh, it was it was good. Um, really good stuff from the Bills to get it, get that win. And uh, you know they're they're looking good at the top of the AFC. So, I think if the NFL, if you want people to watch the NFL, you should just show them clips of Josh Allen. He is so fun to watch when yeah. he just leaps over people. Yes, that run that he had for first down. Is that the one you're thinking of? Oh, my I'm, God, I can dude. picture it. It was incredible. It, it like was the way Madden-esque. He, the way you, he twisted in the air and then uh-huh. like reached to, like, to be further. To just like after it, taking so much contact to finish, to still finish a yard further than you were. And get that. I almost got That's up crazy. and threw my PlayStation controller because I thought it was mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on. The next game was the uh, Browns at the Bengals. The Bengals took yeah. it down twenty-three to ten. 
uh, you know, took it to the Browns who'd been, they'd been a tough, uh, you know, tough team to, for them over the last couple of years, but, yeah. uh, Bengals run D is for real, man. They shut Chubb down. Um, Burrow, Chase, and Mixon all had nice games and really got it done for the Bengals off. Well, Sean Watson but... had a good game too. He didn't look bad. They just couldn't get in the end zone. Yeah, and uh, you know, he threw a lot to quite a bit to Amari Cooper, but he also threw a lot to Donovan Peoples Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and talked David about Joku getting it done. So mm-hmm. um, you know, th- that passing game, things are gonna improve. There's gonna be some rust that shakes off and uh, I think that the Browns, you know, there's going to be a lot of people excited for what the Browns offense might be next year. Um, yep. But it's going to, you know, ha- having this year to kind of shake some of that stuff out and figure figure out what's going on is is going to be beneficial to those guys. So they might rack up a couple more wins over the over the course of the season and uh, get maybe get things going on offense a little bit. But yeah um chubb had a bad game that was crazy like you know he's he's really gotten it done this year so that's a tough one for the chubb owners um i I wouldn't you know i wouldn't think that it's going to be an issue going forward right uh all right texans cowboys the texans tried to win the battle of texas they tried really hard uh, they fall to one and eleven and one. The Cowboys so... are now ten and three after winning twenty seven twenty three. Um, we saw Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll, uh, and we saw some Texans defense, which was pretty crazy. Dak threw a couple picks, um, so it, it was a wild game, a fun game. Um, but the the Cowboys were able to get it done in the end, mostly through the run game. Pollard and Zeke smashed. Yeah. Uh, as we expected, any RB should smash against the Texans right now. Yeah, the Texans, the Texans pass D showed up, but their run D did not. So, and their pass D is not bad, and it's young guys who you know they they make mistakes and stuff, but they're it's a good unit. So yeah, yeah, their secondary is decent, and if so they just can, show up and run the ball, and you'll beat the Texans. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, in fact, I think their ranking against wide receivers actually is p- probably better on paper than it is in real life because of how bad their run D is. They yeah. just give up so much on the ground. Um, all right. Anything else from that game? No, let's move on. Cool. Vikings lions. This was a fun this game. game. This lions, was a cool game. Lions took it down, man. 34, 23. Uh, they moved to five and seven. The Vikings fall to 10 and two or maybe i didn't update that is that 10 and 3 i think it's 10 and 3 yeah okay my bad no you're good um so but jamison williams caught his first touchdown uh in the nfl uh finally coming back he only played 19 percent of snaps he had two targets and the one that he caught he took 41 yards to the house so that was nice uh justin jackson vultured the running back touchdown for the lions which was unfortunate uh, if you were yeah, was. playing Swift or Jamal Williams, they didn't get it done for you. Um, and they probably would have either one of them if they'd gotten that touchdown. So it's just a bummer. We looked at the snaps and stuff and Justin Jackson's involved, but not near as involved as, as Swift or, uh, or, or Williams. So, uh, right. I would stick with those guys. I think they're fine to go forward with, but I agree. Uh, it's like I said earlier, you want to play a guy that's getting 20 opportunities a game and that's where Jamal Williams is. So, yeah. Would you, you'd, you'd rather play Jamal Williams over Swift right now, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. For sure. 
I'm the same, which is pretty crazy. Um, considering Dude, you know where we were at the beginning the season, of the I'd, season. I'd slap you. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Eagles, Giants. Eagles moved to twelve and one after beating the Giants forty-eight to twenty-two. Uh, touchdown for all the Eagles. Pretty much everybody scored a touchdown. <laughs> um, there were only eight a... points, man. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, it was. I mean, one for AJ Brown, one for Devonte, uh, uh, Devonte Smith, one, uh, two for Miles Sanders. Um, you know, so it was it was all yeah. over the place. Jalen Hurts ran one in. It was um, such a shellacking that Peyton was giving Eli crap about it on the Manning cast. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys have fun, man. They were wearing the big hats. I love the it, big man. hats. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got a friend that sells you big a... hats. If you want a big hat, hey, let me know. You got a big hat yet, Jordan? <laughs> no, man, but I'm thinking about it. What, I was like, maybe I'll, Christmas? maybe I'll get a big hat for myself for Christmas. That's pretty dope. Um, we should, dude, well, we should make Best Coast big hats, dude. I wonder if we can get custom Best Coast big hats. Let's hit them up. Okay, all right, we're gonna look into this. Um, <laughs> eleven touches for Saquon. That's not big hat status. Got to be honest. No, I'm it's not. also what are you doing, Giants? You need to double that. You need. To, yeah, I need think to pump those numbers it, up. I think part of it's the the injury or at least the injury concern that they'd rather have him for the long term. Um, and so, you know, they they split up the work a little bit more than usual. And uh, when they fell behind, they kind of uh, stopped using him as much. It felt like so, um, you know, I hopefully he's going to be OK. Hopefully he, he starts feeling better. It's it's like a neck injury of some sort, but obviously not severe enough to keep him out. So we just right. have to hope that he's going to get a little healthier over the course of the week and be good to go for this week. Do you think that this stout Eagles defense is also part of that uh, that problem? And in the in these you know next three weeks, is it going to be an issue at Chicago, at Dallas, New Orleans? Is the schedule for Eagles in the playoffs here? So. I wouldn't play my Chicago running back against the Eagles. I wouldn't play David Montgomery. Yeah, I, I'm uh, who, with you. I wouldn't. Who is the who is next? At Dallas. Oh, so Zeke, Pollard. I wouldn't play Zeke. I would play Pollard. Yeah, I think it's you know we'll we'll talk about it in week you know going into week 16. But I as of right now, I'm with you, and I would not want to play Zeke. Um, I'd be looking elsewhere if I can. Yeah, so things to things to note going into the next couple of weeks that that Eagles D is really shutting down the run game. Yep, like I said, Henry the week before that that was you know had a yep. terrible game and that was against the Eagles. So yeah, it's uh, not you were, you're, it's not you're, scrubs. It's your elite guys. Yeah, you were hoping that uh, Saquon would be able to get some you know some passing volume to get it done in this game, and that was just not the case. So. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on to the Ravens Steelers game. We had a pretty low scoring slugfest, uh, kind of what you'd expect from a Ravens Steelers matchup. Sure. Dobbins returned big in this game. Oh, thank um, God, I needed it so bad. Man, he looked he looked awesome too. He Dude, was when that guy's done. on the field, he's electric. I love he got it. Got the touchdown. Yes, uh, he he is. He's a good running back, and I'd love to see a full season out of him sometime. So if Please. we get that next year. 
I'd be really happy for him and for Dobbins owners because, yeah, he looks fantastic when he's on the field. So just needs it just needs to be healthy. Um, Mitch Trubisky was not very good in relief of uh, Kenny Pickett when he went down. Uh, but uh, Fryermuth, uh, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens all were OK. So, you know, Trubisky's numbers weren't great. We've seen him run a little bit if that's. If he's going to play, if Pickett's going to be out, you know, it's possible that he offers some kind of floor with a little bit of rushing and he does have these weapons around. It looks like he was able to kind of support them. Nobody had a big game, but nobody really disappointed you either. I think that's kind of the takeaway is that like, he's going to probably do enough to support the options that you were playing anyways. So Pickens, you're going to be all right. Dude, did you see Marlon Humphrey from the uh, Ravens was talking about how just how dang good Pickens is, and he was saying that Pickens was burning him on all these different plays. And oh man, uh, he's he's yeah, he's a real dog out there, bro. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. You know, from from a great that's from a really good DB. So yes, yeah. All right, sweet. It's due. I'm so glad I drafted that guy in Dynasty. <laughs> Let's go. Um. All right. I just hope Pickett. You know. Can yeah. can improve in year two. Yeah, uh, I hope Pickett can improve in year two. Well, I hope their offensive line gets a lot better too. If they're oh yeah, they need to that. they need to Pickett make some other changes as well. It's not all just on Pickett. It never nope. is. But um, but yeah, he needs to take a step forward. He is getting some good chemistry with Pickens though. But yeah, man, that guy like the catches we've seen him make and stuff. He's gonna be he's gonna be fun. Um. All right. Anything else from Raven Steelers? I just want to see a healthy Ravens team. Yeah. If everybody on that team were healthy, they would win a Super Bowl. I'm convinced. It's possible. Um, but I don't know. They they I I feel like they really need more pass catchers. They would have them if they were healthy. Rashad Bateman would be out there. Yeah. I don't know if Bateman and Duvernay are enough in the wide receiver room. Yeah, I don't know, but with Andrews too who we need to talk about because he didn't have a good game. He didn't show up at all. No, he did not. Uh, um, he was in with the terrible tight ends. Which is Brandon all wanted to talk about Andrews. Is he a must play every week right now? That's right. He did want to talk about Andrews. I think the answer is still yes, because his ceiling is so much higher than most of these other guys. You know, I, I mean, we just, and he's the type of player too. They could literally have a whole game script around getting Andrews involved and making sure he gets the ball. So yeah, I don't want to have that happen while he's on my bench and I played, you know, Tyler Conklin or something in in the meantime. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, cool. Cool. Um, move on to Jags Titans, the Jaguars with that huge Trevor Lawrence performance, take down the Titans in Tennessee, uh, 36 to 22. So, uh, a huge game for them. Uh, both offenses played pretty well. Uh, the Jags D forced two fumbles out of Derrick Henry. And honestly, that was the difference maker in this game because the Titans were moving the ball up and down. Henry had a lot of yardage in this game. Uh, but yeah, those those two fumbles really swung the tide of this game. So uh, big props. If you played wide receivers for the Jaguars, Christian Kirk was unfortunately like the, the least of the Jaguars wide receivers. He's the one I did play. Yeah. <laughs> but they, the rest of them all got it done. Um, 
you know, and the, the and Titans. going forward, like Zay Jones is probably just gonna be a flex player. Like he's yes, just you yeah. can have him in your lineup and be comfortable. I think it's Christian Kirk and Zay Jones as the top two options. And even though Evan Ingram ended up having a huge game, like he's he's I think pretty much established as the third option. Not sure. you know, so uh, I like those wide receivers. Um, Titans, they're, I mean, they're still going to try and make a playoff push and probably get in. They're probably the best team in that really bad division. So, um, you know, we're going to see a lot more Henry over the next couple weeks, and I think he's going to be big for playoff teams. Yeah, I wish it would have come earlier, but yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Uh, all right, yeah, if yeah, if you got in with Henry, you're, he's he's going to give you some good good weeks coming up. Um, all right. Chiefs are now 10 and three after beating the Broncos this week, 34 to 28 Broncos are three and 10. Um, you know, we talked about, it was a, a big week for Russell Wilson. Uh, but you know, Mahomes was still in the top 12, uh, with a pretty decent week. The Broncos actually stayed in this game, uh, with that performance. Um, Marlon Mack had a huge touchdown. We, we mentioned Jerry Judy's three touchdowns. He's wide receiver one on the week. Um, but man, Mahomes threw three interceptions and the Chiefs still won this game. It was crazy how ball aware the Broncos defense was. They yeah. were everywhere, dude. Yeah. And like, they're... I don't know how the Chiefs managed to score 34 points because it looked like the Broncos had them locked down all the time. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, I, I thought this game was really surprising. I thought it would be much more low scoring. Um, right. Because I, mean... I thought. I knew the Broncos defense was good. You had a bad game out of Kelsey too. So, you know, you would expect it that it would have been a lower scoring game anyways. And then look at this. I mean, yeah, 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 exactly. If you told me that Kelsey didn't score a touchdown and uh, the Broncos only lose by six. And, and then you asked me what the score was three times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They pick Mahomes off three times. And then you're like, what do you think the score was? I'd be like, well, uh-huh. okay, Chiefs won by six, so maybe like sixteen ten. You there know, you <laughs> like yeah. this is it was crazy. Twenty to fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, Thirty four twenty eight. Chiefs, huge, huge game. So, yeah. Um, if you played some of those Eric other McKinney. options, you know, you you probably got it done in this game. Um, Juju had a nice game for the Chiefs. Um, yeah. you know, McKinnon, um, man. Is he playable going forward? Are you are you playing McKinnon? I think so. I think I'd still rather play Pacheco because I think the Chiefs are going to win, so he's just going to run the ball a lot, and you know, in second halves of a lot of games. Uh, but I think with the with the way things are for the Chiefs right now, that he continues to see passing volume yep. and. The way they run that offense, he can he can break them and get and get some touchdowns. So and well, they're scoring kind of like specialty anyways. So it <clears throat> yeah. fits really well in their system. It looks like they used him a lot in the playoffs last year. So you know it's it, it we'll we'll see. I think you probably can play McKinnon though. I cool. I don't like him as like an RB one. I don't think he's going to repeat this massiveness. Right. But uh, you know I think I think he's going to have some good games. Um, cool. And probably be right. like a RB two. Would you rather have him or like Latavius Murray for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think I'd rather have McKinnon. Cool. 
What about you? Yeah, I think you're right, but it's not by much. They're they're similar to me. Like I, like you said, when you said someone who's like a RB two for the rest of the season, that's kind of where I'm, where I have Latavius Murray in my head. Yeah, so. and it's like a lower end RB two. Yeah, like I think Pacheco's kind of like a higher end RB two because he's going to consistently see the ball and probably score a couple touchdowns over the next few games. So, I think I'd rather play him. Uh, all right, let's move on. Panthers Seahawks. Uh, Panthers take this one down 30 to 24. The Seahawks not having a run game with Ken Walker being out absolutely hurt them. Uh, all their wide receivers got it done. Uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett were both great in this game. Um, but the Panthers just ran and ran and ran. We talked about, you know, the 39 for 180 from their running backs, two touchdowns. They had five for 43 receiving for the three running backs that they deployed in this game. So they, you know, they controlled the the pace of this game and uh, and managed to get this done. So that's it was a, kind of an impressive win for the Panthers. I gotta it say, it was, and that's the, you know, I was gonna say it was kind of that's the game plan you have to employ to beat this Seahawks team. I think right now, um, just run the ball really, really well and stop them from running the ball. You know, and yeah, because it doesn't seem like anybody's having too much luck stopping their wide receivers and Geno Smith, you know? Um, Agreed. So if you can just keep them on their heels and, and make them have to do that over and over again, then that's that's really the, the best method, it seems like. Because they're not... Ken Walker may play this, this upcoming week. I we hope don't he know does. Yet. And if he does, the Seahawks will probably keep go back to, you know, winning games. They play the Niners. So Oof. it's a really big game. Big game. All right. Uh, moving on uh, with just a couple more games to get to uh, Buccaneers lose to the 49ers 35 to seven. This is ugly. Uh, this was so, so gross to watch. Just a smashing Mr. Irrelevant, the so-called Brock Purdy CMC and the 49ers defense just smashed on Brady. Um, we mentioned Debo's knee and ankle sprain. Uh, that's a bummer, but uh, he did have a touchdown. Ayuk caught a touchdown. They were great. So yeah. the 49ers were awesome. The Buccaneers looked terrible, and the Buccaneers will probably still win their division. So, you know, we'll we'll see. They need to get some wins, but they're yeah, probably they going to do it. <laughs> um, any big takeaways from this? Like, how are you feeling about Godwin and Evans going into the playoffs with those guys? It's like they wide receiver threes. When I watch this team, I feel like I'm watching a team that's under 500 because they are. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's they're not good. We've seen it now for 14 weeks. Um, my, you know, to me, the ceiling for Godwin and Evans is just gone. They're like, the ceiling is, is the wide receiver 13 on a week. Like, All right. Like, you're just hoping they catch a touchdown. Yeah, man, you are. Right. Hoping th- I, they're not going to get 100 yards because this offense is producing like 200 yards. I agree. It's rough. Uh, all right, let's move on. Dolphins, Chargers, The on Sunday night football, the Chargers <laughs> beat the Dolphins. We talked about the Dolphins' struggles. Tyreek Hill got it done, but basically everybody else from Miami was not great on the week. Um, yep. And we also talked about how, you know, having – Finally, having Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and everybody, you know, healthy for that Chargers offense really helped uh, Justin Herbert in this game. So uh, a nice game from the Chargers. All of the, uh, you know, uh, Eckler, um, 
Mike Williams and Keenan Allen all had good games. Um, even Josh Palmer, like he didn't score. He didn't have a huge game, but he was involved and that offense just moved the ball really well. So yeah. um, I think that's something to to keep an eye on. It's probably going to keep going forward. I would play Mike Williams probably going forward, especially if everybody's going to be healthy. I think that's the the ideal situation. I think that's when they have the highest ceiling for Mike Williams and Keenan Allen is when they're both on the field. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. There's too many weapons to pick from when everybody's healthy. So cool. Sweet. Uh, all right. Our last game was the Monday night game. Patriots Cardinals. Uh, you know, we talked about Kyler torn ACL. He's done for the season. Ramondre left with the ankle injury. So Pierre strong and Kevin Harris and the Pats D are really what took over and won this game. Uh, you know, we didn't see a ton from Colt McCoy. We didn't see a ton from Mac Jones, um, you know, kind of game management very much. So, so, Mm -hmm. um, kind of a boring Monday night football game, a few exciting plays here and there, you know, big plays from the Pats D and stuff, but, um, big plays from the Pats D couple big hats from the Mannings. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Big hats from the Mannings. Pierre (laughs) strong had a big run, uh, got the touchdown. So, but they, uh, Kevin Harris did have more work than Pierre Strong, so um, it's interesting. Uh, let's move to the waiver wire so we can talk about those guys, but let's start cool. off with some quarterbacks real quick. If you're looking for a streaming quarterback this week, um, you know Brock Purdy has probably already gone in a 2QB league, but he's probably out there in 1QB leagues. He's at Seattle. It's a pretty good matchup. Uh, would you rather play Brock Purdy at Seattle or Mike White home against Detroit? Give me Mike White, baby. Same. Let's go. Um, Desmond Ritter is starting for Atlanta at New Orleans. I would not play him in a one QB league in any situation, but in a two QB league, you may have no choice. He's probably not on waivers, but uh, he may be, um, you know, in a non dynasty kind of format. So go look for Desmond Ritter and um, hope you don't have to play him. Um, He's in consideration for me this week. Uh, I had Kyler Murray go down in that two two QB league, and I already have Desmond Ritter. It's a dynasty league, so I, yes. I drafted him. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. In, in that situation, yeah, in that situation, go ahead. You got to. Um, yep. Colt McCoy uh, in a two QB league. Also, uh, they have a tough schedule coming up, so I'm not super excited. But he is going to play the rest of the year with. Uh, uh, well, I mean, you know, he, he is the presumed starter the rest of the way, at least with Kyler out. So, um, the guy they have behind him, I don't remember the name, but, uh, I don't think he's, I don't think, I, he I don't think he's threatening Colt McCoy for, for that backup job. No, so no. he's the guy. Uh, all right. Running backs, uh, Pierre strong, Kevin Harris. We talked about this a little, but, um, uh, with the potential for Ramondre to be back this week, are you going to go spend any fab on these guys? I mean, it's the end of the year. A lot of teams don't have any fab left. I know I don't in most I leagues. Um, but, you know, would you use a priority on either of these guys? Or I mean, if you really have a strong conviction that New England's going to have a great game next week, then yeah. But I, I don't have that conviction. <laughs> yeah, and you'd you know, need Ramondre to be out to you do. have That's the any thing. confidence playing one of these guys. Yep. So you I'm going to I don't skip think that them. they're going to go away from the run if Ramondre is out. They'll still use these guys. Um, you just, you can't. That's, you're betting a lot on that. 
Yeah. Uh, would you rather have one of the Houston running backs, Ogunbowale or Rex Burkhead, uh, with Damian Pierce potentially missing some time? Uh, I think of all those options, Burkhead has the most likelihood to see like 12 touches next week. Okay. I think Ogunbowale is more likely to see the touches, but I think Rex Burkhead's more likely to score a touchdown than any of those four for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. If you're looking for just like a floor, like if you feel like nine points at your RB two position would maybe be enough, then you maybe you could start on Gunbowale. So that's probably his ceiling. You know, hmm. unless he scores yeah. a touchdown, that's probably the most he gets is nine points on a week. So sure. Um, McKinnon, we talked Jer- about him. McKinnon, and he's probably on a lot of waiver wires. So. Go pick that up one, McKinnon. He's my favorite of all these names. Let's start him over quite a few different options. All right. Uh, at the wide receiver position, I don't really like all these names. DJ Chark is a, is pretty interesting, um, but Detroit is gaining weapons with Jamison yeah. Williams coming back from injury as well. Yeah, and uh, Dustin Jackson's all of a sudden featured. <laughs> I'm just bitter. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, I think DJ Chark tops this list for me, followed yeah. by Elijah Moore, who has seen uh, quite a bit of improvement in his volume over the last couple of weeks. They're trying to get him involved there. And Tutu Atwell has also seen, uh, you know, a bigger role with there not being a lot of pass catchers for the Rams. So uh, how would you order those three? Um, I think I'd actually go Elijah Moore, DJ Chark, Tutu Atwell. Okay. Yeah, I think I just like the Lions offense a little better. So I think there's going to be potentially more volume and more scoring opportunity than with the Jets who, you know, they're getting a lot of their winning done on the defensive side uh, and being able to run the ball. So I just I'm, I'm a little more confident in the volume for Detroit, but not to say we haven't seen volume for the Jets. And I, I like uh, yeah. Elijah Moore second best. So um, I like his talent the most of that list. I just yeah. You I know, do too, and that's, you know, I, I think his opportunity is is just about as good as Chark's with the just amount of weapons that Detroit has. They're so good at spreading the ball around right now. Chark that's fair. Is, he's likely to disappear or have you know a a nice middling game. So yeah, all right, all right. Uh, at tight end, we mentioned Goddard. If he's out there, definitely check for him. Um, Waller, yeah. Waller may play. Waller, Goddard, man, this is a big week. You could you could have something huge happen in your tight end slot. Yeah, Waller may come back this week. Uh, he hasn't been great on the season, but the you know we'll, we'll see. Like it, it's a potential, so keep an eye on that. Um, and then you've got Conklin playing the Lions. I think that's a a nice matchup and a good streaming option for tight end if you're looking for somebody on waivers. And then, of course, Evan Ingram is on waiver wire in a lot of places. He was tight end 14 prior to this week. He is now tight end (laughs) four after what he did this week. Uh, He does have really tough matchups coming up, so I think I'd try and look elsewhere because I don't think this is repeatable. repeatable. (laughs) Jinx. Yeah, jinx. But um, but yeah, outside of that, I think that's it for the tight end. We got a few streaming defenses for you. Vikings home against Indy. Packers home against the Rams. The Bengals are at Tampa Bay. And the Saints are home against Atlanta, starting a rookie quarterback in his first start. So Give me Bengals are... at Tampa Bay. 
Okay. Yeah. Same. I think I like, I think I'd go Bengals, Packers, Vikings, or no Bengals. I think I go Bengals, Packers, Saints, Vikings. I feel like Saints, Vikings, either one of those are, they're so interchangeable to me, but I think you're right. Bengals, Packers is my top two. And then either Vikings or Saints. Yeah. Yeah. I could see. I, I, I think I'd go Saints over Vikings just because I think there's a higher likelihood that Indianapolis pulls, you know, some, some stuff and winds up making me look dumb for even thinking I should start the Vikings. All right. All right. I like it. Uh, one more tight end. Just if he's out there, Daniel Bellinger. Oh yeah. Let's get that in there. So check for Daniel Bellinger. Um, you know, he doesn't have the greatest matchups coming up, but, uh, he was involved early on in the season. They need a pass catcher for the giants. So give me Bellinger. I like him. Um, I'm with you. All right. you. Thank you for joining us for episode 50. It was a little crazy. Uh, it was fun. Um, and we will be back with you tomorrow night, hopefully with, an episode and friday as well so thank you so hopefully much for with joining brandon us. too yes hopefully it'll be all three of us trying to get the band back together you know do the whole thing so um you know you, you can find us on twitter every single day uh brandon's at bcff underscore brandon i am at bcff underscore jordan and i'm at bcff josh and our main Twitter is Best Coast FF, so you can find us at Best Coast FF as well. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for you know joining us on Twitter and being a part of the show. And uh, you know, give us a shout out and hit us with hashtag Free Brandon. He's still stuck at the bowling alley. Uh, you know, they're just they're making him bowl, bowl more and more and more. You got to bowl, bowl now. So um, I hope everybody goes bowling, and I hope everybody has a great night. And thanks again. 